Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 16, and our recommendations on Bling Empire, Interceptor, Lincoln Lawyer, and more. How are you doing today, Margaret? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just want to see what you do. I'm fine. Fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Good. How are you? You said you're always peppy. 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 peppy you. Oh. <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling peppy. Hey. So our Top Gun Maverick episode is out, and well, we have a question of the day. But we also have a second uh, kind of question of the day, and it's, what is your call sign? So I went on and did this quiz, whatsyourcallsign.com, and my call sign was hype. Hype? Why? Yeah, I like it. Come on. Oh. I like it. <laughs> I'm hyped up, man. I'm hyped up. So I thought it was cool. <laughs> Come on. You need to be more excited. I like it. But what were their call signs? Uh, it was, uh, well, one was hard shell that didn't go with Lee. That was not a good one for her. And Riptide was Joe's and he liked it. And I liked that too. Uh, so that was cool. Yeah, that is good. You have to go out and, and go out and check yours out. Oh, and then I'll be spammed for the next 20 years. <laughs> Let's hope not. All right. Hey, so this is the, the, uh, season finale of. Fear Aww. the Walking Dead, season seven. I know, right? It ended on a high note. It ended on a high note. But it blew by. Even though we panned quite a few of those for being very empty episodes, the season went by pretty fast. It did. So this episode concentrated on someone collecting kids, right? And taking them away. And it reminded me of the last episode we saw with Alicia, how she saw herself as that little girl. So the question of the day, what age would you like to travel back to for one day? What do you think? I, I don't know. That's a hard question. Only one day. So it yes. has to be a very special singular day. No. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. So no. is it like to relive a day or is it just to like experience no, not- life through that yes, brain, yes. that mindset? Or maybe take what you know now in your life and go give that person your age, you know, that knowledge, some knowledge. Or maybe it's just to go play in the sandbox with a friend that you liked. Mm. Or maybe it was making some sort of food with one of your parents or maybe it was hanging out with one of your siblings or maybe it was a friend or maybe it was a you know you had a great you had went horseback riding and you remember this one horse i don't know it could be anything anything you want so i'm the magic genie here's the lamp and i'm rubbing it i'm telling you margaret all right you get to go back so A memory. I mean, it's really recalling a memory and a time in which you felt. So I guess, you know, I didn't really have much of a childhood that I recall. For me, the idea or the concept really is to go back and maybe alter your path a little bit. But I don't think I would have altered my path at all because Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay with everything that I've 
done and achieved and all that kind of stuff. I think that I would prefer to go back and experience a time when I was, I don't know, four or five, when I can remember a very specific memory, which was there was a carnival on the lake and we went to it and it was this huge celebration in the middle of the wintertime. We were out on the frozen lake and there were just games and festivities and everybody's having a good time. And it was just a very, very unique, isolated experience because they never did it after that because the lake never got frozen enough for them to go out there and put all that stuff out there. And, um, you know, so I guess that's, that's a memory that I have buried, buried really deep, but every so often it comes out and I don't know why, but I think there's a little loss, you know, right for me. So it would be nice to go back and experience that and fully take it all in. Fun to think about that though. Yeah, I guess. A little sad too. I know. It always is. Yeah. But at least it meant something. You have a reaction to it, a physical or emotional reaction to it, then you know it meant something. Uh Uh-huh. So, but how old do you want to be? I mean, your life has like been so full, chuck full of stuff. I can't imagine. It's Yeah. I could recall so many things, so many times. Maybe I wanted to go back and be with my entire family when we were young at Christmas. Those were always the best times. So uh, you would expect me to probably say that. But you know what? I was just thinking about this question earlier and my it just popped out that I wanted to be 20 again and the reason I wanted to be 20 the reason I picked it and I didn't want to give too much thought it was just something that popped into my head was because we had a party this weekend and one of the guests was 20 and she uh, is a bright beautiful just a whole life ahead of her young woman and I thought, oh, man, I remember when I was 20. And uh, I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great to go back and, and just throw some knowledge in there that I know now to shape, uh, you know, my life? Although I don't wouldn't want anything to change. Like I wouldn't want my, you know, my family, my husband, my children, any of my friends to change. I wish I could still have all of that, but I would like to change my career decisions. I wish I would have gone for everything that I wanted to go for and and just done it. And uh, yeah, and I just, uh, you know, really enjoy my work life now. So it's, uh, I wish I had come sooner. Well, but it's a good way to end your you know, end yes, on, so. absolutely. Right. And to know that it's never too late, right? You can always change the direction that you're going into. So that's yeah. the bottom line, right? You know, don't let fear get in your way. Just do what you want to do. All right, friends out there, what age would you like to travel back to for one day? We'd love to hear your thoughts, your stories, or just even the age. You could just write down the age. I would love to know. All right. Uh, Leave us a comment on social media, our website, or email at screensinfocus at gmail.com. The links are in the show notes. Okay, let's get down to it. Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 16, Gone. Morgan has landed in Louisiana and is mistaken as a collector. And he runs into the real collector who takes Mo and delivers her to people at Padre as Morgan searches for her doing anything he can to get her back and soon realizes that the collector is Madison. And then he has to deliver some harsh news about her kids, Alicia and Nick. Okay, Margaret, what did you think of the season finale of season seven of Fear the Walking Dead? 
Finally, a reason to continue watching the show. <laughs> I don't know if it just they base it on who they're working with because they have some really good actors on that show, but it's like yeah. they ran out of content. And then they get Madison back, introduce her, and it shifts completely. So it kind of got back back into the nitty gritty, you know, me for myself. I'm going to fight till the death, and I just I really enjoyed it because the two are such phenomenal actors, and then just Ooh. being able to engage. Yeah. No, they are, though. You know? I got chills. So, I got chills, because yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I really, I really, I thought it was good. I was a little confused, though, because the the preview from last week, <laughs> I thought was, for some reason, I was thinking, oh, that's where Morgan ended up. And, you know, we saw that. So he's washed... You know, she shoots at him. So I thought that's how it was going to open. But it opened up, up with him in the tent in the trees. Yeah. And I was so confused. It's like, how did it get up there? <laughs> because I thought he was yeah. on the ground. <laughs> I thought he had just landed. And he had the baby. So obviously he had spent some time there. Yeah. And was out. And then they, you know, started telling stories. So then it started making sense. But I thought it was really, there's so many aspects of the show last night that I thought were very unique and very memorable and very visual and just uh it was like they finally found their inspiration so i really really enjoyed it i really liked it too and i agree i i love seeing the dynamic between madison and morgan and i found myself i you know i'm thrilled thrilled madison is back but at the very beginning i was like irritated with her i'm like what is she doing taking mo why is she giving it to those people? Oh my God, I was Team Morgan. I was like, oh gosh, I hope that they, they don't keep like butting heads. I don't want to be on one team or the other. I want them to team up. Yeah. So, you know, that was interesting, all of that. I was also surprised that Madison, what Madison was doing, but I knew that there had to be a good reason for it. I just knew there had to be or else they would have brainwashed her. But also that even though she fulfilled what it was that she had to do for them. And it wasn't, it was revealed like halfway through why she continued to do it. But um, it was interesting that she allowed herself to believe it was in the best interest of the children, that she actually says that to people. So I thought that was kind of interesting that she allowed that, you know, that thought and for her to push that out to other people. Um, and also uh, her needing the oxygen. I thought that was so interesting because it made it that she was tied to these people because she needed oxygen to survive. Yeah. So it gave her a reason that she had to do what they want besides feeling that her kids could be in jeopardy if they ever wanted to use that against her. But other than that, uh, she, she needed the oxygen that they had and they were going to keep it from her unless she did what they wanted her to do. So, and I like that it tied into, I knew immediately it was probably from the smoke from when she was in the fire, which I hope that they talk about how she got out of there because that would be good to know. Just everything about it, that group wanting to find their kids, although they were kind of bumbling. They weren't, I, I like the one girl, uh, Ava or Eva, um, mm-hmm. the one that pretended to be pregnant. I really liked her. But the other group, I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know about them. And so I found it interesting that Madison didn't want to see her kids again, right? Uh, that was... Uh, no, but that wasn't I never real. Thought, that was just a facade. I, I know, but she didn't want them. I feel like... 
I don't even know. There, there's so much. Um, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves in this, but I know that she had said um, she had told Morgan that one toward the end there that he's not too far gone, but she is. So she thinks she's too far gone. She doesn't want her kids to find her. So I just found that that was interesting, although now she thinks that they're gone. And it was, uh, you know, Ava forced Morgan's hand in telling Madison that her kids were dead. And um, I really actually like that part because then she wanted to know about her kids, right? Because he wasn't going to tell her. He was trying to hold that out because he wasn't going to tell her anything until he could get back to baby Mo. And he was, uh, you know, forced because they were in that crypt and uh, they were going to come in and get them. And and so then Morgan at that point said, well, he doesn't have any anything to offer them because uh, Alicia and Nick were dead. Well, first he said they were dead. And then Madison wants to know how they died. And so he proceeds to tell them what happened to them. And then, but she does say, did you see her dead? Did you see her die? And he says, no, maybe she found a way. And so I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you, Morgan, for saying that. Because <laughs> I'm still holding out hope over here. I'm I know, still holding out hope. I know, but mm-mm. I, so <laughs> I think, I think that that whole why would they want the kids? They're not kids. They're adults. What are they going to give them? Nothing. I don't understand why they would even be on the table for a trade or, oh, rescue me or release me if you get, you know, grab my kids. And they, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me because for this Padre thing, that whole premise made no sense to me. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, because they're not babies. So what they're doing is they're trying to bring up a whole new population and train them, uh-huh. and, you know, Make that like probably communism, you know, like they take kids who are athletically inclined and they put them in the, the, the system and they come out as these massively talented athletes, but it's all been beaten into them. They've all been drilled down to nothing, you know, so they do as they're told kind of like, so I, I don't know what kind of a socialist experiment this thing is going to be. This right, because they don't, because they don't want them to have any attachment. They don't want them to have anything. No. Emotionally or anything, it sounds like. They're just going to condition them to do what they, to to do, you know, toe the line, so to speak. So to be, so why would, why would Nick and Alicia be valuable? That doesn't make any sense because they're well past that. They're, they would fight to the death. They're not going to do. Well, I don't think that they wanted them to be on the island. I think they were just going to use them to get. Madison to continue to do what she wanted to do. They were like, hey, we're going to, you need to keep doing that. You're good at it. Otherwise, we're going to get your kids and we're going to do something to them unless you Mm. continue to get these kids. Yeah, no, it's a little loose. But uh, (laughs) a little loose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there was a couple of revelations here, right? So one was when Morgan finds the Padre book and realizes that it does exist. Yeah. Also, how Morgan came to realize who Madison was. Well, the tattoos are are Mm -hmm. how he real. But, you know, I. So when did she get those tattoos? It looks as though when she was captured. Yeah, they look like they were new when she was captured and and being interrogated by those Padre people. Yeah. So why do you think why is she so 
disconnected. And so now nah, I don't want anything to do with my kids. Why would she have these tattoos? If well, I think she new? got them before, but I thought she, she got them before because she covered them up when they, when she was first being interrogated. So she must've been oh. out on the road, uh-huh. put them on, then they interrogated her and then, then they made her do what they wanted her to do. And then that's when she's like, okay, I don't want any connection with my kids because I don't want them to put them in harm's way. And I don't want, you know, this is what I need to do to keep, protect them. Mm. And so, but I hopefully we'll find out more about that. But I thought she was really doing the baby snatching so she could have the oxygen because they're supplying her with her life, which is the, yeah. the oxygen. Well, they did. But then she said... After she fulfilled whatever they needed to, she knew, she says, I knew that they would use my kids to make me continue to do this. Yeah. It's so she didn't it's, want them to go find them and do it. Less. So yeah, even, I know then they'd have to go to Texas and go find the kids. Yeah, They're not even doing that. Yeah. They're getting all the other people to do that. All they're doing is yeah. hitting that spot, picking up what the, you know, the booty is and taking it home. Mm hmm. I also thought it was interesting that Morgan, I guess, sort of uh, to get baby Mo back, he's willing to do anything because he's kind of willing to give up that girl and that baby, even though he tell asked Madison, she's going to be okay, right? But I think he's just trying to make it better, uh, make himself feel better for doing that. And um, Mm -hmm. because Madison does say, you know, you're ready to cross that line or... Mm-hmm. basically make a deal with the devil but he kind of is and he kind of puts on an acting job when they're up there talking to her although she really knows what of course she's doing her own acting job because she really isn't pregnant and you know she's after after trying to find her own baby i actually liked her as a character she reminded me a little bit of leah in the walking dead Oh, really? A younger version, but I thought really? something about her eyes looked like her. Mm-hmm. Like if she was related, I would have believed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also liked seeing Madison and her personality. I felt like it was Madison. Like we were reminded of the type of person Madison was because Madison wasn't always um, super likable. Like she did things that maybe weren't always okay or right, but she was willing to do them to save her family or her people. So and and we kind of see that here too. And I like she has a toughness about her, mm-hmm. which I like, because uh, I don't know, I just find that very interesting seeing a character like that. A female character like that. Yes. Yeah. But she does change toward the end there when she did tell Morgan, um, that she wants to help him get baby moan. And he says, why, why do you have a, why do you have a change of heart? Like what happened? I like that. He asked, he asked her that. And then she says, because you're not too far gone, which reminds me of the walking dead. But, uh, but that is probably why the episode is entitled gone because she feels she's gone, mm-hmm. but he's not. So she's willing to help him. And I like that. I like it. Cause they're going to team up and do their thing. <laughs> I wondered how they would come together. So I really like seeing that. Yeah, it was interesting. And, you know, I feel like the theme, of course, you're in an apocalypse. So the theme seems to always be this, you know, repetitiveness that people are lost and then they're saved. But that happens in this apocalyptic world. And I, it's, it almost has to happen, right? Because you, these terrible things happen to you. So you 
react to them. And sometimes you get really down and you do the wrong thing, but then you got to get lifted again, right? You got to have that hope. You got to have that spirit. You got to have that mission, which is happening to her and has happened to Morgan too. Oh, I did like it when he said that he owed her. I like when Morgan said, I owe you because your kids brought me back because I was in the same place you were and I was ready to give up. Mm. But they brought me back because you gave them hope. So now in turn, because your kids did that for me, I need to do that for you. Mm. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. I thought that was very cool. (laughs) He's a good character. He is. I mean, he's evolved. So it's been for me, it's been interesting to watch him from The Walking Dead. And then then he suddenly appears on Fear. So it's been kind of fun to watch him evolve and become something else and have him be confused about what his purpose is and how he should be helping people or not helping people and what he should be killing, what he shouldn't be killing. And then, you know, the stick thing and all that spiritual stuff with that guy with the goat and the whole deal and the cage. Uh Wow. That was a long time ago. So he's evolved since that point. Mm -hmm. So it's been, it's been, that's why I'm really kind of confused how he did not cross paths with Madison prior because he, is such a central figure figure to an awful lot of what is going on. But I guess not, not until now. Yeah. I also, uh, I thought it was um, interesting when uh, they buried Madison in the, uh, in the sand and had her head sticking out and he takes off to go save her. And uh, oh, when he chops that walker's face off. Yeah. When he chops that walker's face off. Yeah. And then they start to see, the walkers emerge from the water and he notices that that one walker has that stuffed animal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That toy that was going to go to her daughter, Odessa. So he realizes it's Eva, Ava. Ooh, that was a hard moment for him. And I liked it. I liked seeing his reaction to that because it kind of caught him off guard and he felt really responsible because she was kind of overpowering him. And I don't think it was because so much of physicality. I think it was just emotionally. Like, I think he was upset that he felt like he brought her into this and. He didn't bring her into it. She was, she was setting up the whole thing. She knew what they were doing. I know, but he was willing to give her up. uh, I know, but she was, but she was playing everybody too. I mean, so you had three people with their own agenda um, a, exactly and their own method in trying to get there so everybody was deceiving everybody in some way but ultimately everybody wanted to get back to padre to get mm-hmm. retrieve their kid madison isn't really doing that but she's trying to um snuff you know snuff the fires that are they're coming up and you know i think the only reason that she really went along with Morgan was when she realized that he has information that she wants, but he, he didn't have all of the information. He only had 50% of it that Nick had died, yeah. you know? So yeah. he didn't know anything yeah. about Alicia. And then, you know, for her to say, Oh, I gave up on my kids and, you know, I, I don't want to be in touch with them all that other stuff. You know, she's just protecting herself from the reality of the situation Ooh. yeah, and not being vulnerable. So after you hit the point where, you know, they are, the two of them are now being, isolated from the rest of when they're found in the crypt and they haul her off and then he goes to save her. It's kind of interesting because what happened, I mean, so they came and they took that evil lady or Ava, whatever her name is. And, and Morgan was supposed to go along. Uh Uh-huh. 
And he said, no, I'm not going to go with you. And they said, just, yeah, just don't get in our way. And he says, no, I'm not going to. And so they didn't bother with him after that? No. So why not? I think because that Ava woman said, just let him go. Oh. Just let him go. Like he lost a kid too. Just let him go. And they're like, okay. So they, uh, well, I don't know. It just, and then they wash up on the shore, but the dock is on the other side of the lake, right? Yeah, I wasn't sure what happened to them. Yeah, Did we they, don't know. Were they shot? Were they know. just shot or something? I mean, who's who's to say they just walk up dead? Yeah. But I thought, um, as you were talking, two moments that stood out to me was one that Morgan decides to use his group as bait. bait. I don't know yeah. what you want to call it, but yeah. I'm thinking, oh my God, Sherry is pregnant. He's going to give up Sherry. That That's freaked what me I out. thought too. Yeah. I didn't like that. I'm like, no. Yeah. No, Morgan. I'm sure in Morgan's mind, he's like, you know what? I'm going to tell him this, but we're going to save Sherry anyways. But I'm like, still, you're putting her on the line, well, man. But, you're putting her on the line. Exactly. But, and they, he doesn't so. even know what he's walking into. He doesn't know how they're organized, how many people are there, what kind of weapons they have, what they're all tier. This woman, the Leah, or the, not Leah, the Ava lady who was supposedly uh-huh. pregnant, she probably would have had the baby and then they would have killed her. You know? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the reality of that situation. So it's kind of right. curious to think that Morgan wouldn't realize that after all of the shit that they've gone through and all these communities that they've run into, if you don't walk the line, you're out. They kill you. Yeah. So. But he's want, he wants to do anything he can to get baby Mo back. Well, I understand that's that. Scary. But. That's a scary feeling that the fact that somebody has that baby, yeah. you know, I was yeah. like, ah. God, I can't believe she gave that. Ba- I mean, I know she just does it. It's just random babies to her, but it's just it's still surprising that Madison did that. And then when Madison's reaction to when her kids were to find out what happened to her kids, I was feeling it because we've ex- we saw there her, you know, what happened to Nick. Yeah. And so for her to feel that again, and the fact that Morgan had to tell her how that happened, I just thought that was a. That was a, a a moving moment for probably all of us because we all were there. We all saw Nick pass away. And then, you know, we think we're not sure what happened to Alicia. She might be gone. She might not be gone. We don't know. But um, no, she's dead. So <laughs> you know she's dead. I well, I will say I'm jumping ahead again that on the Talking Dead, Chris Hardwick says, oh, and I thought found it so interesting that he said this. He goes, oh, Alicia's not dead. And he and he turns around to um, he turns around and says to Kim Dickens, you know, j- just so you know, Alicia's not dead. And she's like, oh, OK. And so I'm like, oh, does he know something? No, Is he just he's saying just that? saying Is that, that. His thought? No, he's just saying that. No, he believes it. No, he, he believes it. He, no, he doesn't. He was being snar- like snarky. He wasn't. She's not dead. Don't worry about it. Be a good, you know, I don't want you to be upset. She's she left the show. She left the show. So did Madison. So did Kim Dickens. Yeah, but how so long? Did, how long so did it did take? Lauren Cohan, too. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, Kim Dickens Just, actually has had a career more so than either of those two actresses. Yes, they're so young. I know. So she she didn't have to come back. You know, no, she's she got loved this lot. role, though. Right, yeah, right. But I'm just role. saying, she so, yeah. she must have, you know, because she, she's done she's done so many things. Did you ever yeah, get the um, the Western member? The I Western? yes, yes. I, I I I didn't haven't watched all of it. I watched some of it. Deadwood. 
She was yeah, a Deadwood. main character in Deadwood. Yeah. That's where I first saw her. And then she started popping up in all this other stuff just as, you know, secondary character, day player or whatever. And I thought, wow, she really has had a career. So, yeah. Wow. <gasps> yeah. So I'm still holding out hope. I like the idea that we don't really know for sure, even though you think 100% she is. I'm oh, holding out yeah. hope. Well, she's holding said- out hope. Mm. Holding out hope. She not. They didn't show her die. No, not believe but the it. show's got to be renewed a few more times for her to have time to come, yeah. go out, get her feet yeah. wet, and come back. So. All right. Then there's the movie. They could do a movie like Sex in the City, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like 20 years later. So who wants to see those chicks 20 years later? I did watch the show, by the way. Oh, my I did God. Watch that show. Did you it was really? Pretty good. You yes, I liked that, it. Really? I didn't even watch Sex in the City, but I watched the show, The Revival. It was good. I oh, liked it. The Revival. Okay, I thought you meant the series. Yeah. I was going to be like, no. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, back to Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> Tell me, did you have any other thoughts or tidbits about this episode that stood out to you? A lot of the visuals were interesting. I liked all the little heads lining the shore. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, the cramp attached to the nose. Yes. Not so much. I mean, eh. I liked it. And then her doing that 360 thing, knocking out all the guys yes. with the sledgehammer. Sledgehammers are heavy. So she's got and takes lung power. So I'm not really sure. You know, obviously her, dam- her lungs were damaged in the fire, but I don't know why oxygen would be the way to go to help her. But I don't know. You know, I'm sure they'll explain it. It's not like she's got tuberculosis or anything. So. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. And then you just have to wonder, because when your lungs, if you can't breathe, you can't do a whole lot of stuff. I mean, you you have no energy whatsoever. Right. Right. So, but she looked pretty good. And I just, I kind of, I liked the new energy. I mean, there was definitely new energy that went on in the show. So that's my, that's my main takeaway from that show. I can't wait. And it really was a good lead into or good build for season eight, because now we're all like, (gasps) What's going to happen now? Right. So. Yes. So you had mentioned about uh, Morgan being in that tree. And I just thought that that was very interesting that that raft was in the tree. And I know they've done that before. But the fact that he did this all on his own. And I know, I think before someone helped him get in that tree. Anyway, I'm thinking, how did he do this with a baby? That's a pretty big raft and putting it in that tree. How did he do that? And then how did he get down? Because there was a walker down there. Why do I think these things? I don't know. But I just found that very interesting. But when he unzipped the thing and the guy's face was poop right there. I know. So he must have been on something. Yeah. Standing. Must have been. Yeah. I Yeah. I don't know. I had the same questions, but I thought, well, you just tie it up there. And then, you know. Ah, it's a pretty heavy. And then scale it. No, you empty it out. It's all plat. I don't know. It's still pretty heavy, even though. I think it's still heavy. I mean, not heavy like a metal boat, but it's still heavy. It's made pretty well. Yeah, but you just heave ho it, right? You put it over yeah, the crotch of the I tree. Yes, but that's pull. the thing. You must have been there for a little while, like you said, to yeah. put that up there. I know. And then he takes it down. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that raft in the tree. And then Baby Mo. Okay, I did think Baby Mo was so um, such a well behaved. Even though she cries, she's a well behaved <laughs> baby because she has to be an actress. She's on set. You know, so I thought, okay, how I many of it? How many are there of that baby? Yeah, that's what I wondered too, right? <laughs> There's probably three total. <laughs> Maybe, possibly. 
and uh, and also that when he put the uh, headphones on her and it's Grace singing sitting on the dock of the bay, I was just singing along. Oh, I'm like, man. I love this. And I love that it's, you know, from Georgia headed to the Frisco Bay. It just felt so... I don't know. I could. I felt like I was a part of it somehow. I don't know why, but just liked it. And your fantasy uh, life. Ah, it is. It's my fantasy life. And I did like Ava, even though she was a short-lived character. I mean, it's good at least when they do have these short-lived characters that they at least mean something. Because I did like her character, yeah. and um, and I like that. Like you said, that Madison and Morgan are headed on a boat to Padre. It was interesting to see them go there. And uh, we were wondering as we were watching it, well, are they headed to the boat? The boat's not too big. But then the show showrunner clarified that that boat is going to Padre. So they're actually going to a new another place. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see where Padre really is. I did think that the scenery, the dock looked super nice. Oh, the I know. Water yeah. and everything. Yeah. I, I thought, where is this place, man? It's really kept up. And I, I too, like the buried walker heads. I thought those were cool. And and just a, a tidbit for people out there who didn't watch the Talking Dead, Matt, or Kim Dickens talked about being buried in the sand and how that really wasn't sand. It was uh, checks and graham crackers. Oh. <laughs> and hmm. that she was um, buried, had to be buried like three hours in it and then had to be buried, she, she I went to lunch or did whatever she did, came back and had to be buried another two hours. So she had to really be buried in that sand wow. for a long time. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, my God. If that was me, I, I would be like, I have to go to the bathroom. Can somebody <laughs> give me a pee break, please? Oh, she probably had a diaper on. Yeah. Just like when I'm either sitting in the movies or a yeah, diaper. That's a good idea. If I'm sitting at the movies or I'm in a plane, I, I always want to be at the end because you get me trapped, and then that's when I feel like, do I have to go to the restroom? Do I have to go to the restroom now? I don't like it. I have I that, like that fear feeling. on elevators. That you have to go to the restroom? On an elevator, it gets stuck. stuck, and then you're going to have yeah. to go. Like this morning, <laughs> taking the bat, like the yeah. old man elevator, man. Oh, the doors took so long to open. I'm like, are you going to open or are you just going to stop? Am I going to be stuck in this elevator? Because I really got to go to the bathroom. You know? <laughs> But I, I made it. Fears, I made it. The things, yeah, I'm so glad. The things we think about. All right, Margaret, we are at our segment and the award goes to. So what was your favorite quote, character or moment? Oh, I just, I just, it thoroughly enjoyed the fact that um, Madison, and Madison is not necessarily one of my favorite characters, but I'm just glad that she's back because it brought a whole new life. So I don't really have a moment. I just like the whole thing because the energy yeah. was there. Flow was there. The storyline was there. It just it just seemed like it was a much, you know, a directed, directional, you know, pointed sort of episode. So it set up, set up more things. I kind of missed that we didn't get to see anybody on their rafts to see uh, where they ended uh-huh. up. That's, I yeah. would have liked to have seen that. Where's Morgan? Or we're still out here or we're out of food, you know, some things, but it was so concentrated on just those two. So it was good. I liked it mm-hmm. because it was just a, a full episode. We've talked about a lot of unique things visually and just situations that occurred during this episode. Were there any that were, which stood out to you? I would say, 
I'm going to tell you what gave me chills when I was actually watching it. And that oh. was when Morgan realized he was talking to Madison. Mm. When he saw that the names Alicia and then he looks at her wrist, the other wrist and sees Nick. Oh, and he he jumps back and he says, oh, dear God, you're Madison Clark. I got the chills and <laughs> I got chills and I just appreciated his reaction and and she goes, how the hell do you know who I am? And all the things that must have been going through his head, because I was thinking the same thing, uh, like, oh, I know your kids. Oh, my God, your kids are, you know, well, Nick is dead and Alicia's on her deathbed if she's not dead already. And <laughs> But you just missed her because, uh, you know, it's not been that long ago. She was living not very long ago. She was here. And so yeah. I just thought of all the things that he knew about her and knew it was her and to think, Oh, man, Alicia, you just missed it. Oh, God, it was just it gave me chills. So that was my favorite moment. But I agree with you that it was a really good way to end this episode, because now we're anticipating what's going to happen in season eight. And I think that that's a really good way to end it up. So like, oh, man, can't wait to see it. We're going to look forward to so many things. What happens to the rest of our group? what happens to Morgan and Madison, who Padre is. So I, I think it was a good season finale. So I'm really happy about that. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps up our conversation on Fear the Walking Dead. Aww. So I wonder when the new season will start. I know. I don't know. But tell me, I would like to know, what else are you currently watching? Oh, my God. So I guess I had tried. So I love Selling Sunset. And um, I loved, so that doesn't really tie into what I'm going to say, but just, I don't like reality TV shows, but I love Selling Sunset. And I thought, okay, here's another Hollywood, LA-based reality TV show, and it's Bling Empire. So we're into season two. So that's what popped up on my screen. And I was like, well, you know, on Netflix. But I thought, no, no, I want to go back to one. So apparently... I've already seen part of one. But it follows these Americanized Asian people. They all live in Beverly Hills. You know, they all go out and they just shop. They wear the designer stuff. And it just, I don't know. It's such a a weird social situation to see who, who can spend more money on what. So I, I don't know. It was, I'd like to like it. Not my cup of tea. Maybe it gets better. I don't know. So then the other thing that I saw was for the movies, I watched Interceptor. So Interceptor refers to, we apparent, and I don't know if this is all fiction or if there's more than just this, but the movie starts out with showing how this one Interceptor army base is invaded by the enemy and everybody gets killed because they're not anticipating it. But the Interceptor basically is the missile that they shoot off to intercept any missiles that are coming over to bomb the cities and, you know, the atomic bombs, all that kind of stuff. So I thought it looked kind of interesting. And it, it uh, lead character is a female, so it's girl power. And she, of course, has this spotty history um, because it's this huge, huge blow up about this general. And he was demoted and she was sent off to Siberia or whatever they do with them. So then she got stationed on this, the second. So there's two locations and they're all, one is in Alaska. The other one is in the middle of the ocean where you don't know where it is. So... She shows up and within 20 minutes, this other base up there in Alaska is being 
wiped out by these guys killing everybody so they could get control of these missiles. So, of course, you have murder, you have mayhem, you have all this kind of stuff. And it was entertaining. Chris Hemsworth was a producer, and he has a little cameo as this burnt-out hippie Best Buy selling kind of guy. <laughs> and they're watching all this on live feed. It was it was interesting. It was, you know, 90-minute movie. So it was a quick, entertaining, sort of impossible scenario. But it was fun. So Isn't she Chris Hemsworth's wife? Oh, I know. Is she? Is he I married? She's I, Hispanic or something. Yeah, that's his wife. Is and it? She was, and wow. I think she was also in... Um, Fast and the Furious. Oh. As that uh, the one of the cops. Interesting. I didn't realize that. Well, that makes more sense now. I didn't I didn't even know he was married. I like I don't follow him. I like him. Actually, I saw the new Thor trailer come out and I'm like, oh, I want to see that. I love Thor movies. So I want to see great. the Jurassic Park thing. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. That looks yes. really good. So Yes. Yeah, she's married to Chris Hemsworth. She's from Madrid, Spain. Okay. So yeah. They have she's- three kids. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Wow. She's like muscle. She's all muscle. Yeah. No fat on that body. (laughs) They probably work out together. Oh my God. They probably (laughs) wrestle all the time and then they have another kid. (laughs) Let's go for number four. Uh. (laughs) So I debated watching Lincoln Lawyer, but you watched it. Did how many? I did. I watched Lincoln Lawyer. I just actually started last night because I wanted to be able to give a recommendation. It's on Netflix. I did like it. I liked it. Really? It's an LA hotshot lawyer, Mickey Holler. You don't see this, but he's sidelined by an injury. He gets hooked on pills, pain pills. And then, you know, so his career goes down in the dumps, but um, he's ready. You know, he gets himself better and it opens with a man who happens to be a lawyer gets uh, killed like right off, right within the first few minutes. Oh, It turns out that that lawyer gave his whole practice to Mickey. Oh. And so Mickey, and I guess mm. it, he has a lot of gr- big, huge clients and it means a lot. So like this is how- Like corrupt clients or good clients? No, no, good clients. Like oh, okay. big, Legit. high profile. Okay. It's a good clientele. And so uh, Mickey- has to step up to the plate. And so it's his opportunity to get clean. But he he has some of them are that day. Like he finds out uh, he needs to, you know, he gets this law firm and then he has to go that day and figure out if he can get a continuance. And sometimes the other, you know, the prosecutor doesn't want a continuance. And it's just like all of that back and forth. So it's very exciting. But the thing about Mickey is he has two ex-wives. Um, and one of them is Nev, if that is it oh, Nev Campbell, yeah. Nev Campbell, and he has a daughter, so they're in it. And then he has another ex-wife, who I believe is his like assistant now, but they're divorced, and mm. so she helps him out. And then his very first client that he helps in this new law firm, he gets it dis- the case dismissed for her. I don't want to give too much away, but it's important because. He hires her to become his driver and she drives him around in his Lincoln and he does all his work as he's driving around in this Lincoln. That's why it's the Lincoln lawyer, like the movie with Matthew McConaughey. Based on the book. So, 
Yeah, based on the book. That's absolutely right. So this is a David uh, E. Kelly project. Oh, okay. I saw a the uh, first few episodes, they were really good. And I will tell you, the first few episodes were good because sometimes it takes me a while to get into something. No, I mm-hmm. liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought that the actor portraying this, he's uh, a, a Mexican guy. His name is Manuel Garcia is Rulfo. Uh-huh. Oh. He was in uh, Magnificent Seven. Like the remake, the remake. Of yeah, the, the remake. Season? He's okay. in that. I really liked him in that. He's been in a few other movies that I've seen him in. And so he's in this now. And um, I just really liked him. I, I think he does have like a, a charisma about him. And so he's very I'm gristled, liking it. You know, like rough around the edges. Yeah. And that's probably what. I kind of like. And um, I know that in the fourth episode, the reason it came to mind, and this was about right before it premiered, my cousin's son is an actor in L.A. And so he was saying that he was in the fourth episode, I believe, as a cop. So, of course, I want to watch it. So I want to support him because he's in it. And so I can't wait to get to episode four so that I can see him. His name is Brian. So uh, in the show or in life? No, his real name is Brian. Oh, I don't know what his name is in the in the episode, but he's supposed to be a cop, I believe a young cop. Tune in to Lincoln Lawyer. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right, Margaret. Well, thank you for hanging out with me today. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, can I just say? Yes, what? I started to watch the David Letterman interview. Oh, I love that this? show. It's yes, re- I've seen them. Looks really interesting. I didn't. I wanted to sit down and actually consume it. I saw him talking to um, what's her face, the singer. You know, the singer with the blonde Lopez, hair. No, Rihanna, no, 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 Adele, the, Adele. No, with blonde oh, hair. Who? The, the green, the chick, Lady with- Gaga. Oh my God! No, with the brother Phineas and <gasps> oh, Billie Eilish. Yeah, I, that's the one that I started to watch, and I thought it was fascinating. I thought it was really good. Um, and I saw that I like, love all of them. I didn't used to watch David Letterman, but I wa- I watched these from the beginning, like when he first did it. I think this is his third season. Is it? I, okay. I haven't watched every single one episode, but I have mm-hmm. watched a bulk of them. Mm-hmm. I think he's so good. He is I good. Have, yeah. I have a new appreciation for yeah. David Letterman. He's really yeah. good at his um at his interview. Of course, he just, had a, he had a show yeah. for so long. So yeah. yeah, yeah, but it was sticky, and people wrote it. And this is more authentic, I think, of him. Yes, just being a I'm curious. Sure just involved. So no, I liked it. Thank you for your recommendations, Margaret. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please go to screensinfocus.com. You can connect with me there and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. We are going on a summer break, but I will be putting out periodic releases. So look for those. We'll be back with the dead in the summer and in the fall or when those return and are released. But check out Screens and Focus blog for more recommendations. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.